Welcome to the Real Life Investing Podcast with Jason and Rachel Wagner. We are husband and wife and dedicated to bring you conversations that revolve around real estate, entrepreneurship, personal development, relationships, politics, and just regular conversations that come across the dinner table. We will share with you actual stories of relatable people with hopes to inspire you to invest in becoming the best version of yourself. Thanks for being here and welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Real Life Investing with Jason and Rachel Wagner. We've got an awesome, like this one is going to be inspirational. I guarantee it. We're talking 75 hard with Ira Torres. She is a real estate agent, also an investor. We see her in the uh, investor community here in Chicago. Real estate agent with Fulton Grace. And she's just killing it right now. (laughs) She started with 75 hard just this past year. And I think that it has probably played a little bit into her success, just a little bit. I mean, I'm super, I'm super biased on the program, but I want to go into your story. I want to talk about like why you decided 75 Hard was going to be something for you and just like what your experience was like with it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rachel and Jason, for having me in your lovely home and having me on the podcast. Like, honestly, it's such an honor. Like, I think you guys are absolutely amazing. And I really like admire what you guys have done. So, you know, first and foremost, like, that's just thank you so much for having me here. And yeah, you are the 75 hard guy, Jason. Like, <laughs> like we connected two years ago at the Christmas party mm-hmm. that the Chicago Multifamily Club had um, in combination with what was it? The Invest Her. And there was a couple of other groups there. That was such a fun party. I was like... It was the first time that I was kind of like really getting out here. I had gone to a couple of like meetups before and that's like one of my favorite ways of kind of like being around people that are like-minded. I think those meetups are amazing Mm -hmm. and anybody who has any kind of like inclination of where do I start, you know, go to those meetups. You're going to find so many people that just have done it before or that they're on the same kind of like journey as you and it just helps so much. So I started going to those meetups and that one was super fun because it was the Christmas one. I rolled up in there with a huge bag of wrapping paper. <laughs> and Oh, I remember this. <laughs> I remember you walking around with this. Yeah. Yes, I it was like I was trying to find something like a like a, a Santa saddle. I couldn't find it, but I had this bag and a whole bunch of wrapping papers with my cards in it. And this was just like I an idea I had heard off of like a podcast um and I was like, I'm going to do it. And so I still had somebody on Wednesday, we had an invest her meetup. I still had something, somebody come to me and be like, wait, were you the girl with the wrapping paper? <laughs> this was two years ago. And I was like, yes, I was. That was me. <laughs> that was kind of like the first time that we met. You had your booth there mm-hmm. and you were just talking about your Wagner report. And yeah. I remember that it was kind of like at the point where I was about to leave, um, I had a quite a few old fashions. Um, I remember, so I wasn't really paying too much attention, but your Wagner report was like, really like caught me just cause you did have it like printed out there. And I was like, Ooh, let me get a copy of this. Let me sign up. And then I started following you. I remember I would always look out for the Wagner report to come out. I remember you guys went on vacation once to Hawaii (laughs) and I emailed you. It was probably like six in the morning and I was like, Hey, I haven't seen your Wagner report come out. I was like, is that like, can we expect that? (laughs) And you were like, you were so kind. Like you could have just told me like, or you could have just ignored me. Honestly, you could have ignored me and been like, who is this girl? Like, what is she doing? Like, why is she asking this while I'm on vacation with my lovely family? (laughs) But no, you were like so kind and you were like, yeah, it's coming out. Just give me a couple of days and I'm going to send it over to you. You were like, sign up. I'm like, I'm already there. (laughs) So yeah, that was like following you. And I had actually tried to do 75 hard by myself. 
And this was probably September of last year. And I had done it because I had, you know, been watching you and your story as well, Rachel, and just kind of seeing like all of the positive things that you guys said about it. And I was like, let me go ahead and try it. I was like, why not? And I probably lasted 13 days, (laughs) 13 days. And I was like, nope, I'm over this, you Mm -hmm. know, but I still followed you guys. And I still like social media, you know, it's like it gives so much insight into what you guys were doing. And I was like, okay, I was still considering it, but it wasn't until I was talking to Danielle, who, um, you know, is part of your brokerage. She's also kind of been on a very similar journey as me. I think we've both been in the industry for just about the same amount of time. And we met up at one of these meetups as well. So, um, I love Danielle. Like, she's awesome. But she said something. And how did she word it? She was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. And I'm just, like, sick of making pathetic excuses. And when she said that, it kind of, like, triggered something in me where I was like, well, I don't want to make pathetic excuses either. I was like, why... Why not? And she had literally told me like on Friday that she was going to start on Monday. And I was like, fine, I'll do it too. It was very super last minute, even though I had been thinking about it, like trying it again a lot. I hadn't put this is the day I'm going to start until she said that. And and that was the first time that I actually like followed through with it. I've definitely tried to do phase one, but it was the cold showers that got me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm not ready for it this. Cranks but, it up a notch. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, I think when I started in September, it was still like nice out. It was hot. You know, you've got all these patios still open. You're trying to enjoy your summer that we have so little of here in Chicago. Yeah. But for me, it was, and, and I've done this before where it's like during the winter, during the hardest times, I like to challenge myself more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know it's going to be more of a challenge, but I can do it, you mm-hmm. know? And that's why it was, for me, the thing was oh, the workout outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it was January 9th when we started. And obviously it was horrible. We had a little bit of a mild winter, but there was certain times where I remember like, I'm over here wrapped in like, who knows how many layers, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you could only see like my little eyes. And I'm out here in the middle of a blizzard doing my walk, you know, and I like really committed to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason why I was like, I'm going to try this is not only because I had gone through a lull where I wasn't really exercising. I was like, I just want to be active again. I love to read. And I was also kind of going through a moment where like I hadn't picked up a book in like who knows how long, like a couple Mm -hmm. of months. And I think my, my confidence level was like at a little bit of a low at that point. And I think that the biggest thing that helps build your confidence is when you keep the promises that you make to yourself and others. There's nothing like it. You know, you could work out, you could go ahead and, I don't know, put on like a nice dress and some makeup and stuff, but that part, that's all superficial. But when you actually keep your promises, like it feels so good. And it's always been my favorite go-to to help build up my confidence. So I think that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to tell people I'm going to do it because because <laughs> yeah. the first time I kept it a secret. So I had no accountability, yeah. but then you guys, you know, you made your group and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let people know. I let my friends know. I let my family know, obviously having the group of, um, the 75 hard group that you guys made, like that definitely also I was like, all right, there's other people who are doing the same thing. I mean, me and Danielle were going like texting, like back and forth, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know? So it was just the accountability aspect of it. I've seen that it helps whenever you have a goal that you want to accomplish to talk about it and just kind of keep people posted. And yeah, I did it. There's, so there's so awesome. much good stuff. Well, so as you were talking about the accountability, one of the things I remember most about your journey was your accountability mirror that you did and how yeah. awesome it was. Like this big, huge wall mirror. Can you kind of share why you did that and then how it helped you through the process? And- yeah. So my 
like one whole wall of my room is like my closet and it's just like those sliding mirrors. I'm actually kind of crazy in that sense. I like to write on my mirrors. So Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, like I and and you know it's it's kind of funny cuz it's four like four sliding mirrors. So on one of them, I had the rules, right? I had kind of like, okay, this is a 75 hard. I had it labeled one through five. These are the things you have to do. And then I had a little bonus, which was to meditate, but that one I wouldn't count. So I did that. And then on my other side of my mirrors, I actually have a meditation that I do. It's like all of these things that I identify with, just different, like, you know, with gratitude, you know, all these things. So I have it there. So whenever I'm doing like a meditation, I like to go ahead and like look at those words and I'm like, okay, this is what it, you know, what it is. It's just a little like mental thing I do. But in that sense, I needed to be able to see it. Like I needed to be able to see the progress. And that's why I did go ahead and I went day one through day day 75 and with like dry erase markers. Mm -hmm. It looked kind of like a calendar. Mm -hmm. And I had exactly, like I put the day one, but then I put also like the date. So I could be like, okay, I only have like this much left. And by, I think it was like March 26 or something like that, I would be done. So I could kind of like, all right, we got one day. And then the crossing it off aspect, like Mm -hmm. I would cross it off and then take my picture. And then I'd be like, okay, so we're making progress. And that was, that was like super fun. And like that aspect of 75 hard of taking a picture, a lot of the times you see it and it's like, ah, like whatever, you know, it's like so minor, like, how could you forget that? And I think you've actually mentioned before, Jason, that you forgot to do that. And I think Lane also like Mm -hmm. forgot to do that. So for me, it was like, okay, in order to cross it off, I'm going to go ahead and take the picture. And that's how I'll remember. Because I think when I started the first time, that was one of the things that I forgot did do like a little video of all of the pictures I took after, um, I think it was just really helpful to be able to wake up every single day, remind myself like, hey, we're doing this. Once I come home, I'm ready to go to bed. It's the last thing I see, you know, and there were certain times where I was like reading, about to fall asleep. And then I would be like, my picture. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've had that happen so many times where I've closed my eyes and I'm like, you kind of lose your breath a little bit. Yeah, and like with the book in hand too, because, you know, you're trying to read. There was certain times where it was like one o'clock. Um, 1 a.m. and I was still like, oh, you know, like mm-hmm. trying not to fall asleep. But I was yeah. like, no, let me let me finish it up. So I think that definitely did help. Just like putting your goals like right in front of your face to where like you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's right there. <laughs> yeah, it it's, was like a vision board. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like a vision your vision board, board mm-hmm. for the next 75 days. Yeah, super cool. I, think, I love those pictures. I thought it was just so awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Well, and so David Goggins talks about that the accountability mirror. Yeah. I don't know if that's where you picked it up from. But but in his book, Can't Hurt Me, he does talk about like right on the mirror, things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And w- after I read his book and I saw that, I was like, oh, you're a, like totally had that. Right. Because you hit it. Yeah. You hit it. You were like, I need to see progress. Mm-hmm. And so many of us are just like we don't see the progress because we're not actually measuring it or we're not actually like tracking it. Yeah. And it's almost like I've, se- I've heard this a lot where it's like, you know, you look at a paper towel roll that's full. And then each day you're kind of tearing off a little slice of it, right? And then eventually it gets empty and you're like, oh, we need another paper towel roll, right? But you don't really notice that as you're tearing each piece of it, right? But until you were to take a picture, which was the requirement of 75 heart, right? Uh We probably got to go over the tasks real quick. But one of the tasks is that you've got to take a a picture every day and and you start to see it. But like when you look at pictures back to back from one day to the next... You you don't see any progress. Like, it's hard to see it. But Absolutely it's over not, the course yeah. of time, right? Over the three weeks, four weeks, 70 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you see... When you, when you started to kind of do the beginning and end photo, yeah. like, what was your reaction? Okay, so I really love that you touched that aspect of it because... A lot of the times, like, especially because the 75 hard, you know, challenge, it does have that physical aspect and the diet aspect. So I did have a lot of people that, you know, because I am like kind of in a journey where I'm working on my health. Um, I do have a propensity to gain weight very easily. I think it's just like my genetics. I don't know what it is, but I've always had like a struggle with being overweight. There was a certain point where I lost it and then I found it back. Don't worry. (laughs) 
<laughs> it didn't get lost forever. We found it. But anywho, like the, the thing is with that, what I really loved about the 75 hard is that even though it had that aspect, that wasn't the main focus. Mm-hmm. The main yeah. focus was to complete all of the tasks yeah. every single day and to not miss one for 75 days. So at first, and there was a couple of pictures where I remember like taking the pictures and I was like, ugh, I was like, I look horrible, but it doesn't matter. I was like, cause nobody's going to see them. It's just mm-hmm. going to be for me. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, the, the fact is like one, once I see like the first picture, like to the very last one, I don't think I see too much of like a change in my body, which I did lose a couple of pounds. Once again, I found them. So don't mm-hmm. worry. <laughs> but it wasn't about that, you know, like the yeah. losing a little bit of weight, like that was kind of like a side effect. Mm-hmm. What I noticed was my smile, yes. you know, yes. like the way that I like stood my posture, mm-hmm. it was just different. And and just like the energy when I would take my picture, like now I'm getting a little bit like I'm doing maybe like my hair a little bit nicer, you know, like maybe this time when I'm taking my picture, I'm going out and like now, you know, that that's where where I think I saw the change, not necessarily like physically my body, but the energy that I had. And I definitely like notice it. And I feel like so many other people noticed it too. Cause you know, I would like sometimes post on social media just to kind of let people know like, Hey, we're doing this. Like ask me about it. If you guys are interested, which I had so much interest, but a lot of people would tell me like, Irais, like you're glowing, you know? And that I think is like so much better of a compliment than Hey, Irais, like you look thinner or something mm-hmm. like that. That wasn't even like the goal. So so the but the glowing aspect I was like okay like the confidence it's built back up it's like getting there and like people are noticing and that's what I was going for right mm-hmm. that was like the main goal of doing this so I think yeah it definitely did what it needed to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think you bring up a great point because I think there's a big misconception when people first hear about the program mm-hmm. about it being just about fitness just about you know losing weight yeah. or something and it's actually it's not about that at all no. it's totally about the you know holding yourself accountable the discipline the mental yep. like toughness that comes from being completely accountable to yourself Absolutely. and when you are for 75 days, you get all the things that you just said, right? You are glowing because you're proud and you've just accomplished so much consistently for 75 days that you are confident and you are glowing and you are smiling bigger (laughs) and happy. And a result of that is wanting to do your hair a little nicer, right? Like you like feel great about yourself and it shines through. Yeah. Or even like wearing like an outfit, you know, like sometimes like, like I said, I I had just mentioned to you guys, like I'm walking up in here today with like heels and it's like, that's something that I never do but you know I felt like wanting to do it more Mm -hmm. I was like maybe and and not necessarily like saying that if you wear tennis shoes like you don't have like confidence or whatever but like you know just wanting to be like well you know what today I feel like it and why not just taking that little like chance or like yeah, you know, just doing something a little bit different and getting yeah. comfortable with like maybe something that's not so comfortable. Yeah. You know? So I think that was that was like the biggest change I saw. Have you felt that type of confidence come from something else that you can really pinpoint and remember? Yeah. There was a moment in my past where I felt this confident before. Yeah. I was vegan for mm-hmm. three years and that was hard. That was like a lot of discipline. And I worked in the service industry at that time. I worked in restaurants and like I had people, the chefs all the time, they would wave a steak, like a T-bone steak in my face. And they'd be like, oh, look, like, you know, he's like, this is so juicy. Are you sure you don't want this? Like, we'll give it to you for free. And they only said this to me because they knew I was the only vegan in the restaurant. But I think that also, you know, just having the discipline and the willpower of being like, no, I'm okay. I don't need this. You know, I'm fine. And I mean, when, once again, when I was doing the whole vegan thing, it wasn't necessarily with the intention to lose weight. It was definitely with my health in mind, but more than anything, it was kind of more of like ethical, kind of spiritual. I really dove Mm -hmm deep into all of like the documentaries and all that. And for me, I just like, I really believe in energy. And one of like the, 
you know, one of the law of physics is like energy isn't transformed or it's not uh, created nor destroyed, it's transformed. So for me, it's like knowing that I was only putting like high energy items into my body and that I was like very focused on it and like working out consistently and that nothing could waver like my self-determination and my willpower. Like that was something that I think gave me a lot of confidence in in the past. And then just that, like saying, when I say I'm going to do something, I also, I woke up at four in the morning in 2022 from January 1st to March 31st. So for three months, I told myself, I'm committed to waking up at four in the morning. At this time, I was still, I had another full-time job that started at 10 in the morning. So I was like, I'm going to commit to putting six hours a day. And I still did it like on Saturdays too, like Monday through Saturday, six hours a day where I'm only going to focus on my health. I would go to the gym at five in the morning and focus on my business. I would do like prospecting, cold calling, Mm. hitting up uh, Jason at six in the morning Mm -hmm. to see where the Wagner report (laughs) is. (laughs) And I did all of this. So it's just like, like I said, the making a promise to yourself and and like keeping it like whatever it looks like if it looks like getting up at four in the morning if it looks like not eating meat if it looks whatever it is it's what i think helps build more confidence than anything i was curious in terms of if the confidence kind of came back of of those specific examples that you had i'm trying to compare some of those other activities that you did versus like how long did it take for the confidence to start building from there versus versus 75 hard and really that's that's yeah and and it may be like similar right it may be the same answer but it's my big thing on 75 hard it seems like it's a program that really does develop the confidence part and i think that is so so important for anybody to have any type of success and to feel like they are capable of doing things that they didn't think that they were capable of doing yeah and i was just curious for you like did you start to feel it a little bit earlier than maybe some of those past activities you were doing or was it kind of like just an, it's another tool in the toolbox that you can go after. I think it's another tool. Yeah. To be honest, the thing that made me feel like superwoman was getting up at four in the morning, oh. especially because I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first week of getting up at four in the morning. I remember like maybe the first two days I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I, I felt like. I needed a nap at five in the morning after waking up at four. But after the first week of, I, I don't even think it was after the first week. I think it was during the first week. I felt like superwoman. I was like, if I can get up at four in the morning and do all of this stuff before going to work for somebody else, I was like, I can do anything. And I think that was the, the, the one that was the fastest. But I think after a week of doing what you say you're going to do, it starts to build up. The second week, now you're like, okay, I'm killing it. I've been doing this for two weeks. But the third and the fourth week of whatever activity, and I think with 75 hard, I remember it was on day 23 where I posted on the group and I was like, guys, like it's 9.30 p.m. I still had to do my outside workout and the indoor and I kept it super easy, right? For me, it wasn't about like, well, let me do all of this extra stuff I was like, let me keep it easy. My outdoor workout was a 45-minute walk outside, Mm -hmm. and my indoor workout was uh, 45 minutes on my stationary bike. Sometimes I have a couple weights. Sometimes I would put the weights in there. But that's how I was like, let me keep it simple so that I could, you know, an attainable Mm -hmm. goal. At that point, um, on day 23, it was 9, like 9 o'clock p.m., And I hadn't done any of my workouts. I hadn't read. I still had over half a gallon of water I had to drink. And I guess the diet thing, I I think I hadn't even ate that day like really well. So I was like, well, at least I got the diet aspect of it because I haven't really ate anything. Like I might have had like a light lunch and then that was it. But I remember posting that and I was like, man, this is, I'm going to fail on day 23. And I remember Nikki, 
Nikki, she reached out to me personally and she's like, you got this. And she had done it, the 75 hard before, Mm -hmm. and she had done it quite a few times. So I I knew that she knew how I was feeling and she was like, you got this, like, don't worry about it. And I was, and she's like, just start with like, start with your outdoor workout. She's like, just do that because it was already late. And that was my thing too. Like as a woman in the city, you know, and, and I do live in the city. I don't live in a horrible area of the city, but still nonetheless it's the city and i'm a woman and i don't Mm -hmm. even i shouldn't say this but i don't carry anything Mm -hmm. i i i was like worried i was like well what if like i was like what what about my safety you know yeah but i was like okay let me just go ahead and do it so it was late you know i still went ahead and did my walk and one thing is i my parents aren't here my parents are in mexico but i do talk to them on a daily almost a daily basis so i called my dad and i was like talking to him about it and i'm crying at this point like i was literally crying i was like i was like i'm so tired i was like i still have all of this to do and i had had like i had had a tough day like it was one of those days where i had worked but then i had like maybe a deal or two that were just really tough And I still had to write an offer. That was, I remember that. I still had to write up an offer at the end of all of this. So I talked to him and uh, my dad, he's like my free therapist. And he was like, why don't you change your perspective? He's like, instead of saying, I have to still do this. He's like, why don't you say I get to? You already did everything else. And now you only, or no, you only have to do this, right? Like you only have to write an offer more. You only have to do your exercise more. You only got to drink some more water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, you might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think like how you speak to yourself, you know, it definitely, it definitely impacts. And, and I'm super, I'm super um, conscious of that. Like I'll never call myself like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like I would never do that. Like, because I believe in that so much. So when he said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. Fine. I was like, let me, let me stop crying and let me just say, I only have to do this. So talk to him for the whole 45 minutes. You know, by the time I got back, uh, he was like, okay. He's like, just eat really quick. He's like, you could read while you eat, do your exercise, you know, and then just write that offer. And I was like, okay. And I think, I don't even remember if we got the deal. Like that wasn't even the, the win of the day or not, but it was just like, you know, it was one of those days where it was one in the morning and I'm just in my bed reading my 10 pages, but it felt amazing after that. Like after getting through that day 24, that was it. That was the biggest confidence booster. That was probably a turning point for you too, where it was like, I'm not going to fail now because I just made it through the hardest possible day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. And I think we all like kind of I think we all have that one day yep. when we're doing the yeah. challenge. Like, do you guys think so too? Like, oh, oh totally. yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are the you get. You have to embrace the suck, and I've yeah. heard that. I've heard that phrase before. And like, you know, when your day at work is just horrible and it just keeps going, or like you're getting yelled at, or whatever is happening, you know, maybe you just have a string of bad luck, but you still have to do these tasks. And I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day, and it's when you get the hardest of hard that that's thrown at you. And then if you can convince yourself, and I think the way that your dad really helped you Mm -hmm. think about it, you've, you rethought about how I get to say this right now Mm -hmm. and how I get to go about my next few hours of how to get all this stuff done. It changed your frame. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're in a better state and you're, and you're able to complete the task. And then that is to Rachel's point. It's the, it's the turning point. It's like, I've hit rock bottom. You know how we talk about like people that are doing a really, that have a really hard time. And then there's only one way to go and it's up. Yeah. And it's like, if they can just acknowledge that they're, that they're hitting this rock bottom point, And then from there, this is as hard as it's going to get. Yeah. And then if you can get through that, then all of a sudden your confidence starts building and building and building. You have momentum. It's it's 75 hard for a reason. (laughs) It's not called 75 easy. It's not called 75 pleasant. It's called 75 hard. (laughs) So so I think I definitely, yeah, the the reframing. And uh, I mean, thank goodness that like 
I, I have somebody right in my life that was able to help me through that. Like they're not going through it. They've never done it in their life. But and my parents have been people who have always seen kind of what I'm capable of. And because I've like done it like time and time and again, where it's like, I will do things that sometimes like, people think like, how the hell did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know, I just said I would. (laughs) And so just, and and I love that sometimes, because that too, I feel like with my close friendships with my family, people who really know me, like, I have kind of like, said all these amazing words of encouragement to them, you know, and sometimes it's like, when I forget, they it kind of comes back, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why it's like what you put out there, it comes back, like maybe not immediately, Mm -hmm. but later on. And so I, I get so much of that where sometimes I'm just like feeling like gloomy down, like I can't, and I just talk to somebody like part of my support system. And they're always like, they'll say the same exact words that I said to them. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just need to hear it from somebody else exactly. talking at you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and when I do hear them, I'm like, wait, I said that to you. And I was like, so why am I like, I got to, you know, remind yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and kind of like going to that too. I think that's why 75 hard, like really helped my business as well, mm-hmm. because I felt like I was putting that energy of discipline, consistency, like, you know, just all these positive things out there to the point that it had to come back. Like somehow, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it a little bit. I remember we had our first, our first and only meetup. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to come back. Don't worry. Okay, up until now, the first and only. Yeah. But during our first meetup, you know, I was kind of like telling you how, uh, and I think we had, what was it, maybe like a couple weeks in? Was it when we mm-hmm. had the first one? So, because yeah. we had all kind of started around the same time. So it was a couple weeks in, we're all like comparing. And, and I was just telling you, I was like, I think it's been me putting this effort out here. Like I just started seeing business like come in. I was like, it was just kind of like business falling in my lap, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where is this coming from? And I think it was that like, just whatever you put something out there. And I don't know, a lot of people want to say, God, I want to say the universe is just whatever you want to feel like. But that's, that's my belief. I think it did help. It's your it's your energy. Honestly, it's what it is. People think like, oh no, you just got lucky. Like, no, it's not. You are creating the luck through your energy. Yeah. And what you were just talking about every day is that I was doing these tasks and it was building my confidence and that allowed me to bring just an energy that was a lot different than what I had been doing in the past. Absolutely. And all of a sudden that rubs off on people and people want to be around that. And they're attracted to you and yeah. they want you to have the business. And then and then as you get more shots at doing the work then you get better and you get good yeah. and then you start doing videos on market analysis and like <laughs> and you're and you're like getting into the data and now you're a subject matter expert and you're putting that stuff out there yeah and you have i, I mean i've seen your videos right oh, you glow you. you glow in those <laughs> and i and, and that's why we wanted you to come up because personally as an outsider looking in i've seen you do a lot of great work and oh, thank you. i I would love to say that like it's all because of 75 hard. But no, you you it's all because of you and you decided that that was going to be something that could take me to another level yeah. because you kind of saw it from some other people, but the best part about what you did was that you didn't keep it a secret anymore because you knew that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right? And and you know, that's very interesting because a lot of the times people do want to like kind of go ahead and keep it keep what they're doing a secret, but I've noticed when you do something and it gives you results, I, I like to do it again, <laughs> you know? And so for me, voicing my goals and letting people know about it, yeah, it kind of puts me in a spot where like now I'm going to be held accountable. Now I'm a little bit vulnerable because I told people, you know, what I'm doing and why. And you know how it's super funny because we live in a culture where people are like, don't tell people your next move. And I'm like, no, like I'm going to talk about it because it's not only, you know, what you do with that information, that's on you. But for me, it's like talking about it, like I'm speaking it into existence, you know? And like, even when I first got licensed, And, you know, just like a little bit about how I 
kind of got into real estate, I first started off in property management and I started off with zero experience whatsoever. I went through a temp agency to work at a property management company. You know, these people gave me a chance and I was like, I don't know absolutely anything. I was like, but I know that I want to own properties one day. And so I want to learn everything there is. How do you manage a portfolio? You know, how do you manage one property and how do you manage 10? I think that's why they gave me a chance. And also because they were like, she's going to be highly trainable because she knows nothing. (laughs) I was like, sold. You know, even like starting there, like on my interview, I told my employer, I want to own. So, you know, just so so that, you know, I'm going to get licensed. I told them that too. I'm studying for my test. And I got really serious about it once COVID hit because there was nothing else you could do. So I was like, you know what? With my first stimulus payment, I went ahead and I got my pre-licensing course. And I was like, this is what I'm going to dedicate my time to. I can't go outside during the summer anyway. So this is what we're doing. And I was very open to every single step about it. Like, not only to my friends, but like to my employers as well. I was like, hey, so got the course. When it was time to, that I finished it, when it was time to test, I was like, I have the test such and such day. When I passed it, also told them. When I was looking for brokerages, I also voiced it. And then what was really amazing is that this property management company, they didn't do third-party management. So they only managed their own buildings. So they didn't have anybody that put their stuff on the MLS or anything. Because I was so vocal about it, the owner decided, and he was like, well, why don't you... It was We were going through that time where it was COVID, vacancies were high. I think they were at like 37% vacancy, and they have a portfolio of 260 units, more or less. Or at that time, it was 260. So we had a lot of vacancies. Like It was kind of tough. And, and he was like, why don't you go ahead and tell who you're interviewing that you potentially have a portfolio of 260 units to list if they decide you know, to go with you? And he's like... Let's just see what what happens and and help me get these apartments rented. And so that's kind of what we did. And I it, it helped a lot because I had leverage going in versus like, you know, I mean, yes, being a new agent, like sometimes you 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 kind of have to like, you know, go with the flow and whatever people want to give you, but in that sense, I already had a direction, already had a plan, and I had something to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So it definitely it helped, but I'm, I swear if I would have kept all this a secret, I wouldn't have had that blessing. No, they would have just said like, oh, okay, she's licensed. She's probably going to go somewhere else. But the whole time I was like talking about it. So I did, I did list, I don't know, at least, I think it was at least 50 apartments in my first year. And mm-hmm. I think that was really awesome. And I was like, okay, and I was on the listing side, not on the tenant nope, side. Nobody gets 50 listings in an apartment <laughs> in first year. Yeah. Nobody That's gets that. That's really impressive. Yeah, so that that definitely was one of that's one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, I've noticed when I say I'm gonna do something and I talk about it, I'm speaking about it, I'm speaking into existence, and that's how how it works for me. I'm gonna continue to do what works for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, and that's why we wanted to bring you on because that works for you, and it will work for so many other people too. And that's they just need to hear it. They need to hear that there is a result. Yeah. And, you know, by doing these things, by speaking it into existence, by not being afraid to be vocal and just like share the mm-hmm. transparency on authenticity, like that's what wins right now. And I think that you do a brilliant job with it. So I oh, just wanted to you. say that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was just going to say too, like, I think you bring up another really great point of like that self-discovery. Like you're like, oh, well, I've noticed when I do this, this is what happens. Yeah. And it's like, I think as you go through these different things of waking up at 4am or doing 75 harder or going vegan for three years, as you like practice that discipline, you learn a lot about yourself and then Mm -hmm. you can continue to make steps going forward to improve whatever it is you're working on. Right. So I think the reflection of just, well, I've learned about myself when I do this, it works. So now I'm going to keep doing it and now it's going to keep compounding into something more. I think it's really cool. Yeah, totally. No, I want to build off that point because actually I've been able to figure out like what works for me. And it's, it, it was a lot of what's based off of 75 herd. And it's, I know that I'm going to have a great day when I do a workout. Like that's just something that I just Absolutely. know yeah. I'm going to be, you know, my mindset's going to be right. 
I'm going to bring an, an energy to the room that's going to be a lot different than you, if I wasn't. You've got the endorphins. It's, it's not just like, yeah. it's just not like mystical and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's science. There's yeah. science that backs it all up. So absolutely. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I s- noticed that today. I told Jason he had to go work out because he was crabbed. <laughs> I was. Like, what is wrong with you? He's like, well, I'm going to go work out. I'm like, thank gosh. Yeah. <laughs> go no, I can't, I can't do a podcast episode if I have not done a workout because oh it's goodness. just, it's a totally different vibe and it sucks, you know? But that's that's me, right? Yeah. And but it's something that has just culminated over a period of time that I've recognized that if I do it enough, well, that is the good result that I'm looking for. And but it, it takes you know practice, and it takes hearing other people's experience. And like to yeah. your point, hey, I'm just I speak it into existence, and I'm not going to shy away from it because it's worked for me before, and it, it's going to continue to work for me moving forward. So I just like that. I mean, I think it's really important though, like what you said, Rachel, about like really knowing yourself. And I think like, I think the whole like self improvement and like working on yourself aspect, like that's really important, but we also got to like learn ourselves and learn what doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that's also like, I, I really dive deep into knowing both what works for me and what doesn't. Like one of the things that I've noticed that really doesn't work with me is to be eating meat. Honestly, that's just me. It has to do a little bit with like my beliefs and the fact that energy, you know, so if some like an animal is not killed humanely, I feel like that energy is going to transfer over to me and I could tell. The more that I come like unaware of where like the food that I'm intaking is coming from, the more that I notice a sluggish feeling or just, just not the most like positive, best version of myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's that type of stuff. Maybe I love to go out for a happy hour, but I know I can't be doing it all the time because then I stop getting like focused on what really matters, which is like building my business and like working on myself. So, and, and I've like mentioned this to you guys before where it's like, I I've definitely had a time where maybe I wasn't the best version of myself and like just really being conscious of that, that I do have these tendencies that I have so many great aspects about me, but there's also certain aspects that are not so great. Like my genetics, you know, I have diabetes in both sides of my family. So I'm like, okay, I know that I can't really control. It's not so great. It's already ingrained in me. But like, what can I do to kind of like counteract those negative aspects of me that they're just there? We all have them. Like Mm -hmm. nobody is absolutely perfect. But I think, you know, we have to really like self-explore and just like understand that nobody is perfect. We're always going to have something to work on. And those negative tendencies that we do have, just kind of keep an eye on it. You don't want to just become somebody who only sees like, well, I'm amazing. And like, I do all this and that. And it's like, no, like, <laughs> I'm human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do human things too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's, that's just played a big aspect of it. Like knowing myself. How do you think moving forward, you talked about doing phase one. <sighs> yes. <laughs> and like, you said it was a cold showers that knocked you out, right? The cold showers, yeah. definitely. Like, that was hard. What is the three things you have to do? The cold showers. 10 minutes of visualization and then three additional powerless tasks. Go through, just go through all the tasks real quick of like, what's the 75 hard and then what are the... Okay, so ones? just 75 hard is two 45-minute workouts that are not consecutive and one must be outside. Drink a gallon of water. Follow a diet. No cheat meals, no alcohol. Read 10 pages of nonfiction and take a progress picture every day. Mm-hmm. So you do that for 75 days. If you do that successfully, you can move on to what's called phase one. And then there's also two and three. Each phase is 30 days. Phase one is all of the 75 hard tasks that I just mentioned, plus 10 minutes of dedicated visualization, a five minute cold shower, and then three (laughs) additional powerless tasks of your choice. So you choose what additionally you want to do, but it just adds to that to-do list throughout the day. I actually took a cold shower this morning because I've grown to like them. It's weird. It's a, it's one of those things that when you do it over a period of time, like it, it you do actually get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's They're brutal. Tough. It's yeah. like it's brutal to start with because you're totally not. Nobody's doing that. Like yeah. nobody is, uh, you know, doing that consecutive. Maybe they'll turn it for a second just to like you know wake them <laughs> Wait, up. But... but you guys were doing cold showers outside <laughs> in the middle of winter. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, not mine. Mine was in the fall, but. Jay- 
Jason was definitely standing on snow. I remember. There was snow everywhere. He had like ice crystals forming on his loofah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I actually did like do the whole showering thing. You even were like, let me get the shampoo or something. I was like, no way. Oh my God. just ridiculous. And I, and I posted yeah. that on social media. Yeah, there's a, it's a great video. It's it's five it's five minutes long. It's uh, people don't even know what to say to that video. No, there's a ton of views and just like they're no like what? Comments. Yeah, so there's like, okay. What? All right. Yeah, I feel like my next. face the whole time was just like I my jaw just dropped. I was like, there is no way. I was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole time <laughs> while I'm over here in my bed super comfy I'm like I cannot believe he's doing this I know oh my gosh yeah no it was it was so it was one of those things it was day 30 right it was the very last day of that uh of that phase one and I said you know I've really come a long way because I recognize this for myself it was like the first 10 days were extremely brutal for me and actually it caused me to feel almost more enraged which was strange like I wasn't expecting that at all in the first 10 days but then all of a sudden that completely shifted and I really started to like it it was just like a rude awakening you know like Mm -hmm. why am I doing this to myself this is this is horrible like is there really any benefit to doing this stuff Mm -hmm. and mentally I was just really struggling with like accepting what I was doing Mm-hmm. And so for the first 10 days, I, I like, I had like more of a, like an anger that actually came out. It was, mm-hmm. it was very strange. But then again, like as I got into the second and third week, I was like, whoa, all of a sudden I feel very differently about this. And by the time I got to day 30, I was like, I love these things. Now I want to see how far I can kind of like push myself a little bit. And so it was 35 degrees outside. And so I had Rachel hose me with, uh, with the- <laughs> With the garden hose, and and yeah, I mean it was it was cold, but it was also one of those one of those challenges that I was just like, this is absolutely crazy. And I said that I said this is totally crazy what I'm about to do, just so you know. But this is yeah, kind of like proving, don't try this at home. Kids. No, totally. Yeah, this is like, hey, I've actually been almost training on it for the last 29 yeah. days. But this is just to see what is really what what I'm really capable of. Absolutely. And I think that there's um, it's kind of like pushing the boundaries a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that is something that has helped my business too, because I try to come up with more of like these impossible goals and Hey, how can we actually like make those impossible things come true? And it's a lot of like what we've, what we've learned from 75 hard and just like doing these, these repetitive tasks. And like, when you do them over a period of time, you start to think that you're capable of doing a lot more. Yeah. The consistency. And, Cause it and, gets easier. Like after yeah. a while. Yeah. And so that was something that came up for me that really worked. Now, totally crazy. I don't expect other people to be doing like outdoor Absolutely cold showers not. like that. No, I won't like be it's doing insane. That. It's, it's, it's totally insane. <laughs> but it's it's like the it's what we've been talking about the whole time is really like the confidence is just like gets to another level that yeah. maybe you've never really seen before. Now, the cold showers they're definitely tough. I do think so I did phase one last year with the live hard year, and I also did find that they got easier over time. My threshold point was like ninety seconds into it, and then it was like my body would adjust and be like oh okay like this isn't that bad and by the end I actually found them to be like therapeutic for my body because my body felt so tired that it was kind of like an ice bath but I will tell you so I I have attempted phase one this year three or four times now I failed I failed like three or four times phase one I'm so frustrated with myself about it but anyways um the cold showers I had to adjust to again and they were hard and so what I did the first few days I brought my hot coffee into the shower with me so I could be like under under the cold water but I would sit there and sit my hot coffee I'm like this isn't cheating right this is fine that's such yeah. a good idea. Yeah, that's so that's what I did. That's an interesting That's what tactic. I did. Yeah. Interesting. You just got to be careful that the water doesn't get in your coffee, you know. So you've, yeah. but, okay, so you failed a few times already this year. This year, yeah. And what, I kind of want to bring it to what Yura's been talking about because mm. you weren't really vocal about it. You didn't really. Yeah, so the first two times, I think I failed three times. I don't think it's been four, but I honestly don't remember. But the first two times I did it, um, I didn't share it. And honestly, I don't think mentally I was that committed to doing it. it. I started phase one like right after auditions and I didn't make the team, but I was like, well, I don't want to lose all the progress that I've made. So I'm just going to do it. But at that point I had spent the prior like five months being so disciplined and everything that I was doing that mentally I think I did want a little bit of a break and I wanted to kind of reconnect 
perfect with what my goals were for the rest of the year. So I was doing it, but I wasn't actually committed to doing it. Like I, yeah. I didn't feel, I don't know, connected to why I was doing it as I had all the other times that I've done a 75 hard or a face. So I failed then. And then this last time I failed because we closed on our house that Friday and we had Scarlett's best friend come over with their family. They brought pizza and I'm just like, this is a celebratory day. I'm just going to lean into it. And I did. Yeah. You're I'm, human. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's, I, I really think the key with 75 hard is like having that moment where you decide that you're going to do it. Like you were saying, like Danielle said something to you about, you know, I, I don't want to make pathetic excuses or whatever yeah. it was. And it clicked for you and you're like, well, me either. And now yeah. I'm doing it and I'm determined to doing it. And then yeah. you did it. You succeeded, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think there has to be something within you that is, I'm doing this and I know why I'm doing it and I'm committed to it. Because without that, you're kind of yeah. like... It's very internal because when I tried the phase one, like I tried it and I was like, well, I already did this. And and this is the thing, like when you're doing 75 hard, I think maybe like 30 days in, I was like, I could do this forever. You know, (laughs) I I felt so in love with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I could just do this like the remainder of the year, you know? And it's like, I know myself and I know that like, I, I like to like switch kind of like switch up on myself. Like I'm not mm-hmm. kind of like a routine type of person. Like I will follow through to do something, but after a while I like to switch it up. Maybe I'll go back to it. But you know, that's, that's just me personally. I remember Jason, you were kind of like, are you going to start? Are you going to start? And I was like, uh, I was like soon, soon. And then a friend of mine, cause I had a lot of friends ask about 75 hard and a lot of them were like, well, what if I do it with you? Or like, what if like I start, but you know, we, we kind of keep each other accountable. And, you know, at that point I had a couple of friends that were interested in doing it. And I was like, all right, cool, let's go. One of my friends, she failed on the very first day. Like, and, I, and then I was like, well, I guess I got to keep it going now because I committed. But it wasn't like it wasn't the same. Now it was more of like, well, they had brought it up and I was mm-hmm. like, fine, OK, like I'll do it, like whatever. But it wasn't internal. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like at that moment with like Danielle that something clicked in mm-hmm. me that I was like, wait, no. You know, like this was more of kind of like, well, I've kind of like been talking about this for so long. Now my friends are interested. Okay, let's just keep it going. I think I actually tried phase one two times this this Mm -hmm. year. Like I tried it once with one friend and then there was another friend. He wanted to do it as well. But he said, I'm only doing it until I go see Beyonce. Because once I go see Beyonce, he's like, I'm totally (laughs) going to drink and do everything. And so... In that sense, I, like, started with him, but then also I was like, well, he's not even committed to, like, the whole process. I was like, so, yeah. uh, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do it. And he he checked in with me, like, maybe three or four days, and he was like, so I've been doing this, this, and that. And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, <laughs> I, have, yeah. I was like, I haven't done anything. I'm actually, like, at a bar right now. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I think that's kind of where it's at, and, and I do feel like I'll do it soon but right now like where I'm at I'm like at the point where I'm like I'm out here networking like I've been doing and and I and I do love to enjoy the summer and so one thing is I remember my birthday is January 23rd so it was my birthday and everybody was having such a great time like by the end of the like we went out for brunch and then after brunch we went out for other drinks and then we went out for a comedy show and by the end of the night everybody was super lit except me. (laughs) So I was like, "Mm, you know, and so that's the only thing that I'm like, okay, I'm going to enjoy my summer, kind of get it out of my system. And I'm doing this thing where it's like right now I'm being very intentional about like kind of reconnecting with people and like meeting people. So I do. I'm like, do you want to go out for coffee this Friday? Do you want to go out for a happy hour? Like, what do you want to do? So I kind of leave it to other people. I honestly think 75 hard, you should at least do it once a year. Like if you do it kind of once a year, a little bit of a reset, I think that would help. And so I'm definitely, if I don't do it this year, definitely next year. You know, I think the winter for me, it just kind of makes sense to do it then. It's a little bit harder, but I guess I like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I like to do hard things. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Because you can. You can't yeah. do hard things, right? Yeah. You're completely yeah. capable of I'm it. I'm like, I could do it. I've done yeah. it before. So, you know, but who knows? Like, the holidays also kind of get in there. So. Yeah, the holidays are, are difficult. But I actually think the winter is easier just because the summer is tough because everybody does want to be outside. There's yeah. a lot more social gatherings and... You know, drinking is just, it's just a common thing that everyone mm-hmm. really does. And so I found it harder to do it when it was nicer weather out. And right. yeah, okay. yeah. So doing it in the wintertime, honestly, I think is kind of the cheat code. And I think you brought up a great point. It's just like, it's a tool to kind of reset yourself. You know, it's not, it's not the gospel. It's something like, to your point, it's like, it's another tool in the toolbox, but it's, but clearly it's something that you want to revisit, Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's how you can reset yourself. And, and I think it's like, like I said, I like to like try different things out so i'm actually now about to start just finishing up the book right now but i'm gonna try the miracle morning Mm. so i've like heard about it before i've heard a couple of agents that do it so i think it's a little bit different but still you know with the focus of like let me work on myself let me do these tasks every single day because you got to do like uh, six different tasks. There is a exercise component of it too. There is like the meditation, vis- visualization, the affirmations aspect of it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try this out now. Mm-hmm. Right. And who knows? Maybe it'll work just as great as 75 hard. Maybe it'll work better. Maybe not. <laughs> but I do like to kind of like experiment. Being a little girl, my dream was to be a scientist and that's just kind of like what I grew up thinking I would be. And like, little do I know the biggest experiment I'm doing is like myself. So I love to try out different things and just like, let's see where this takes us. And if it works, we'll do it again. And if it not, it doesn't like put it in a stack of things that we won't do. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's going to be a new adventure and we'll see how it goes. Like I'll definitely keep you guys posted. Have you guys tried that at all? The Miracle Morning? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. I haven't read that book yet. Yeah, there's the one for real estate agents and there's just like the regular one. I w- read the one for real estate agents, but it, it's just, it was a super easy read. Mm-hmm. I think I like read it like in a week nice. and I was like, you know what, let's, let's see. It. And I've heard it works for other people. And I think that's one of my things that if I see, like, if I see somebody that's kind of like doing everything that I want to do or like getting there, like, just like you guys, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and listen to them. Like, <laughs> why, why not? Like, they're already doing it. I don't have to like reinvent the wheel. Let me just go ahead and follow what these people are doing. And I think like, that's why, yeah. like with you guys, I really kind of was like, all right, they are doing it. Like, like I said, like you guys are doing the blueprint with like multiple house hacks and then getting the single family home and now doing the burbs. Like, that's what so many of us want to do. So why not do what you guys are doing? Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the way you say that because that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that there are people that have succeeded that have found, you know, a path and, and everybody finds their own way to mm-hmm. get there, but we all kind of have like similar goals. Absolutely. I, I kind of want to bring it back to like, that's why you announce what your goals are. So then you can find those people that are also, yeah. also doing it. Right. Yeah. And you can connect with them and figure out, you know, what worked for them, what didn't. And then, it just spurs ideas, and that's the great thing about going to the meetups is that that I've always found is that it's really uncomfortable to not know anybody, but what it really does is that you meet somebody and then it spurs an idea in your head, which may have nothing to do with the person that you just met, but you've thought of something that now all of a sudden you're going to take home and you're going to like potentially go down a different road, all because you went to that meetup mm-hmm. or all because you did the workout, like. I've actually thought of myself that way where it's like the creativity really comes when I do the workout because when I do that, the endorphins are getting released, the energy's mm-hmm. changing. Then all of a sudden I think of something that I probably may not have thought of before. It's because of the workout. So it's like, it's like, it's kind of doing those things. Yeah. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you so oh, much for gosh. sharing your story. Thank you guys for having me. The way we kind of wrap these up is what is the biggest takeaway for somebody that's listening to the show that you would want them to kind of walk away with from everything that we talked about today? I would say the speaking things into existence. I feel like there's so much out here for everybody. And like I said, I feel like we do live in a culture where people want to kind of like guard their dreams and their goals and everything because they feel like somebody can come and take it away from them. And I feel like that's a scarcity mindset versus when you're talking about it, like it's an abundance mindset. Like it's already like you're talking about it. You already believe in it. Like you're, you're feeling it. 
and you're attracting it. So I would say just like, if you have a goal, like don't be scared to talk about it. Like you never know who's listening to you and that person that might be listening to you, like they might even have something that's going to help you get to your goals. And I don't know, like give you maybe introduce you to somebody else who might help you with it. So I like to talk about it. I talk a lot. I'm so I'm very communicative. And I would say that would be the only thing like don't don't keep your secrets, your dreams and your goals a secret, like just put it out there. Who knows who it'll what years it'll catch. Well, now I want to say that because that like was what you just said. I felt like I was seeing myself a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. um, in the not wanting to tell people what your goals are, what you're doing. That was me. I never wanted to share that I had, you know, professional dancer cheer goals because I felt almost embarrassed by them. And it's so amazing to see though (laughs) what you've been doing. I'm like, wow, I had no clue. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it with anybody. And so I I was going to say something else, but this right here, I think is my big biggest takeaway is that it is so true to put it out there and share it because people want to support you and people want to cheer you on and root for you, you know, so putting it out there is actually probably going to help you have more confidence. And then on the flip side, doing 75 hard is what helped bring that out in me. You know, it, it did, that result was the 75 hard. So I think your point earlier of doing it again, doing it every year is like a reset just to keep that maintenance of your, your confidence and your glowingness and, you know, your pride is is really important yeah just to build off of that my big my biggest thing is is confidence it's like do everything you can to like find the confidence and how to like build it and maintain it and get the momentum going because i think without it you don't you don't have the same opportunities as someone else who is who is confident in themselves and confident in their ability the way that they think and you know they know that they wake up and they've kind of got these few things that they need to do in order to get themselves set up for success that day like that person is just so much better equipped than somebody that doesn't have those things already like figured out. And so I think that just finding the confidence is like probably the biggest thing for to continue the success and continue down. Like how do you keep getting more success? Yeah. Right. And I think it has to be very, very internal because like also like social media and people supporting you, like it's really, really great. But what if like, what if the algorithm doesn't bring up your post and you don't get any likes in it? Like, is your confidence going to like fluctuate because of that? Mm -hmm. So I think like 75 hard definitely helps to build that internally yes. not outside yes. absolutely so yes. i think that's yes. just very important too. yes yeah i'm yeah. glad you put it i'm, I'm glad you added that um yeah. well awesome Yurta. thank you so much thank for coming so on yeah. um if somebody wanted to get a hold of you just to talk about 75 hard or real estate yeah so i my phone number is everywhere literally and you guys could find me on social media i surprisingly enough i am more active on facebook than on instagram i know everybody is on instagram but i am ida east on facebook and then ida is creative on instagram so yeah feel free to reach out anytime love to talk (laughs) well thank you so much all right um i know that you guys probably found some value out of this show please please share it 75 hard is like a huge game changer for so many people era it was for you to build a lot of the confidence so if you did find some value please share the show and we will see you on the next one all right that's a wrap thank you for listening to the real life investing podcast we hope that you walk away from this episode with something of value whether you learn something new felt inspired or it helped spur a new idea we are all in this game of life together and sometimes all it takes is hearing the stories and strategies of others that are out there doing it to help inspire you to take action towards becoming the best version of yourself thanks for listening please share the show and we'll catch you on the next episode